0: Up
1: for your right. Hello there, you're up. listening to Linda Pinizzato of The Condo Expert. Right. And we're here at the Hayes FM studio in Mississauga, Ontario. But we're crossing borders today in discussions because I was contacted by a lovely gentleman down in the state of Maryland in the USA and uh Kevin Wilson has, uh he's really well adverse to what's going on down in his neck of the woods. And we've talked a lot of, about, you know, how consumer governance and accountability is required. And, you know, hey, the same problem, corrupt board members and not knowing where your financials are. You know, these kind of issues are not just in one city, in one province, or one city, in one state. It just downright appears as if they seem to be all over the provinces and all over the states. You know, I, I think the, the key thing, Kevin, I, you know, and I welcome you to the show because uh, you have really opened my mind to think about other forms of resolution that could potentially be available, especially because of the most recent phone call that you got from the Attorney General's office. That is fascinating. It really is.
0: Yeah, yeah. They, they respond. They respond, and they say there's a recourse. And the only recourse, Linda, is you go through the judicial process, that the board of directors do not rectify the, the, the issue at hand, and they have the power, according to the Rules and regulation book, they have the power to enforce any bylaw that we did not write what we are supposed to comply with we are supposed to execute enforce and that's not that's not happening in pines too and apparently that's not happening in other condo associations within this county which is called Prince, Prince George's county but one one other aspect of condo living uh... my friend she was an elderly woman She lived by herself and she was a renter and she lived below me. Now, she has a nervous condition, but the the main reason why she moved is because she came home one day, you know, from shopping, and she opened up her apartment and she she finds the maintenance man underneath the sink doing something and she was stunned. And she asked the maintenance man... What are you doing here? And why didn't somebody notify me to let me know that you were coming here? So her and I had a little talk. And it goes back to respect and professionalism. And she's renting. Her, lad, her landlord should have told her days in advance that the maintenance man is coming past on such and such a day and time and he's going to tighten up a pipe underneath the sink. That did not occur. Okay, so she was really disturbed mentally, and then come to find out the maintenance man wants to flirt. Now, she politely told him to leave right away because I didn't send for you, and nobody told me that you were coming, so you need to take it up with the landlord, but you need to leave right now. That caused her to leave this community because how many more times did you have the maintenance staff unlawfully going into somebody's unit without notifying that person? It states in the bylaw that in order to do that, to enter someone's unit, you must take every necessary step to notify that unit owner before entering their unit, which means phone call, email, slide a note under the door, put a note on the door.
1: Oh, absolutely. Well, absolutely. Because, you know, that is a, it's a, it's a total invasion of a person's space. I know that, you know, if it was an emergency situation, then it would be to some degree understandable. But if we're just dealing with a maintenance type, I mean, what we have is we have fan coil replacements. So, you know, once or twice a year, all the residents, uh, owners, tenants in the building are notified that the fire department will be coming to inspect to make sure that the fire alarm systems are working and or the coils, you know, with respect for heating and air conditioning are going to be, uh, the filters are going to be changed or, you know, maybe the alarm systems are going to be checked. I mean, you know, these are things that, you know, and granted, if there's an, a maintenance issue that has to be addressed, then people understand that they're going to be notified. But, you know, I think, Kevin, it goes back to respect to some degree. If I think that if people feel that they have that kind of power to do what they want, when they want, nobody around them is complaining, they control they're the be all and end all of the condo corporation, and no one's going to challenge them. And even if they did challenge them, it's like, who cares? You know, we have control and we can hide behind property management. And, and, you know, I, I think that Do you know that the stats in the U.S., and this is as of 2010, but it, oh my God, it floored me. Like we have 1.3 million condo owners in Ontario. And I had read here that uh, in 2010, that the HOA, Homeowners Association, governed 24.8 million American homes, 62 million residents. Like we're talking big numbers here. And, you know, and it's been increasing, you know, like nonstop, and and it'll continue to do so. But you know, what really surprises me is that, you know, and I got to tell you, I've thought about this, and and I know that's maybe slightly off topic. How many times do you open up a magazine, and you get a, a high profile, you know, person like maybe a movie star, or, you know, someone that or even a multimillionaire billionaire? And many of them own condominiums. And you know what really surprises me? Like I was actually reading also about states in Florida and California, and uh, and they, you know, interesting. Some states, such as Massachusetts, they don't have a homeowners uh, home association law. So doesn't it make you now? If you know, like we're not talking about the little guy anymore that owns a condo. We're talking about big, powerful people, and they own condominiums. I have to tell you that I wonder sometimes if they have these kind of issues and if they do, like they're, they're that powerful that they'd be able to get it out there in the press. Like for instance, Oprah, do you see where I'm coming from?
0: Yes, I, I would, I would love, I would love to be invited on a national talk show. Just like I am grateful and thankful to be on your show because we we have a voice. We just need to take our voice to someone. To circulate our voice because Ex- this is not happening. This exactly. is not happening in the state of Maryland. There is no talk show. There is no talk show that I know of in the state of Maryland that is doing what you're doing from Canada. And this is great because people need to know. They always say. Come to a town meeting, okay, Linda? You go to a town meeting. Well, my God, you only have three minutes. Mm-hmm. You have three minutes to uh, deliver your pitch to a panel of council members, the county exec, and uh, a couple of q- uh, community activists. You got three minutes. That's not enough time. That's oh, exactly. Not enough time.
1: And, and you know, too, what you know, what you know what's really interesting because you hit the nail right on the head right now because even if a condo owner wanted to voice their opinion, for instance, if they were fortunate enough to have an AGM, I will guarantee you, and we have it up here all the time, is that if the board of directors have any inkling whatsoever that there's discontent going on within the owners of that particular condo corporation, you know what they're going to do? They're going to hire a lawyer to chair the annual general meeting. And that lawyer, because he's under contract, approved by the board, and who obviously will now work in favor of the board's request, which is number one, get through the meeting ASAP, shut it down as much as you possibly can. Don't allow a certain amount of questioning. And, uh, you know, in, out, and let's try to keep the waves calm. Right. Well, it's true. It's true. It's sad because that's what's happening. Uh, You know. So the minute that any owner walks into any AGM and sees a lawyer there, that's the time when you have to start wondering why is a lawyer there at five or six or eight or even a thousand dollars an hour, and what is it that the board is trying to cover up or run through quickly that they actually have to hire a lawyer to be at an annual general meeting because it's unnecessary.
0: Yes, it is. I totally concur that has that has took place at some of the board meetings according to Ray Austin. They will shut it down, they will avoid certain questions and, and and you only have a certain time frame because they have they'll give you a certain time to have your meeting with them and then after your meeting with them they have their private meeting. But I I I still say that if board This board uh, would be invited at a platform where these politicians could, could sit in and hear, you know, more than three minutes per person and hear about the complaints. First of all, the people have to stand up, stand up and voice your concerns. That's the only way you'll get a remedy. I guarantee you that this community would be a far better place, but... I am, I am, I am so eager to go along with Fran, who sent that email, because I'm going to respond and, and, and send my request to both of those senators to see how this is played out. Something has to happen, Linda, in the state of Maryland, in Prince George's County, and more importantly, in Pines, too. Something has to happen for the betterment of this community because We just have an inkling that, that, you know, the track record speaks for itself, and it's terrible. Mm -hmm. Again, I say it would be better off to be governed by a state agency. This is what I told Gansler. This is what I told the governor. This is what I told County Exec, County Exec Rashawn Baker. And for some reason, for some reason, They always say, work it out with the board. Well, how can you work it out with an incompetent board, a board of negligence, a board of dishonesty? It's it's impossible.
1: Well, you know, it's uh, it's really, I would like, I would really appreciate, Kevin, if you could CC or even forward that email, because I would actually love to be in those communications, because certainly... You know, as I said earlier, whatever you're experiencing in Maryland, uh, you know, it's quite obvious that it's uh, that same type of thing is being experienced in a number of states. And I know positively, 100%. Right now, we have problems in all of our provinces. I mean, Vancouver, actually, B.C., uh, got hit real hard with leaking condos, uh, multimillion-dollar lawsuits. Ontario, uh, you know, we have issues nonstop. I mean, the Condo Act is being reviewed in Alberta. Ontario, a new one's being put together in Quebec. You know, Newfoundland now has one. So, you know, and and no, do they govern and do they do they force compliance? They don't. But you know, another stat, and and this is another very very sad common is is that you know you have condo owners who are literally vulnerable. You know, with this whole situation happening because they're at the mercy of the board of directors. If you think about seniors. And these seniors, they, they can be very vulnerable. I mean, you know, right now I know that down in the U.S., I think that the, uh, the attorney general's office has created an elder abuse initiative because they yes. want to curb the number of crimes against vulnerable adults is, is the way it's been quoted. And, uh, so if you look at that and you think, okay, so vulnerable adults, well, are you not vulnerable if you're living in a condo? And now what you were saying is, is that, so somebody lives in the condo. They have a problem with accessibility. I know up here in Canada, in Ontario, we have an accessibility act. So we, you know, certain areas have to, certain stores and condo build, condominium buildings and, um, you know, any type of uh, public place needs to have proper ramps and so on for people with disabilities. So, so why isn't that a given? It all goes back to the same thing, don't you think? I mean, we need to protect a better living environment, and we certainly need to protect people's equities when they're buying into home ownership.
0: Yes. You know, the, the, the question that I, I asked myself and I asked Ray, because I, I, he's one of the, 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 the union owners that I, I talk to from time to time, I, I, I asked him, I said, well, when, when it's time for a person that wants to pursue a political seat, That person must go from door to door with a brochure, a flyer, hey, my name is John Anderson. I'm running for the District 6 County Council seat. Okay, now, but in the condo community setting, the current board members are the ones that vote in a new board member. And we don't we don't we don't feel that's right because we don't get a chance we don't get a chance to know who this board member is except for on paper that he's telling the community on paper he's running he's been here for 15 years but we haven't we don't sit down like or have a have a chat like you have with a potential politician to see why he's running how he's going to better the, the county. so if you, if you continue to vote in people to be corrupt with you, it will never change a community when the real, authentic, trustworthy, competent, non-negligent board members want to become a board member. It will never happen because of the current board members it's like a policy. This, this, is, this is what they say, okay? Welcome aboard, but this is how we do it. Now, if you don't do it our way, you won't be a board member too long. So I know from, from experience, we have a president on the board that is live on a senator. I know from experience that a fault worker that cleaned up our property had to take the board members to court. Okay, that considered them thieves. Okay, I know from experience, from a water leaking, that they take their time to resolve an issue. Okay, and I don't understand it. Maybe because I voiced my concerns, one board member told me, "If you don't like it here, why don't you move?" And I just arrived. That's that's what he said. I looked at him, and I I kept my composure. And I walked away. So that was a board member. Okay. So, you, you, you know, you got to get some professional people on board, trustworthy, that's going to enforce the bylaws. You spoke about a lawyer. They've had a lawyer at a board meeting. He specifically said for loud music that the fine would be $250. Okay, well, I can tell you one thing. I have endured that violation for so long, for so long. It's it's kind of okay now. But now, after all these years, I have received a document that I've never received in 13 years since I've been here. I received it this year. Isn't that amazing? From a PG County cop. So if the PG County cop Comes in our neighborhood and hears the music, he or she can give that person a fine. Okay. Now, prior to that, cops would come here and say, "Well, all we can do is write a report, file a report, take it to the board, and the board has to resolve it, or you can go to court." That was the that was the remedy. But now, after 13 years, some police decides to rise to the occasion to let us know. We don't have to wait for the board to find this violator. Not, not they can find the violator right on the spot. So that's that's uh, a kind of a relief. But look how long it took, Linda, to get that document. So that tells you something about the county police department. And also, you know, we've been talking about HOA's uh throughout this wonderful show. Well, so. that's
1: the thing, like, you know, and, and I think interesting enough is as when I do a stat, okay, and, uh, you know, and I just t- take a look at how many condo communities that there are and whether or not the property is a, an existing property uh, that could be older or, you know, say over 20 years old or so on or maybe over, you know, in around the 10 years or even new construction the minute that the declaration and the documents are handed over to the new board of directors if they have that kind of control from the beginning it seems to me as if if you don't have the right footing right from day 1 it's going to get from bad to worse and even if you have say one or two or three board members that are good honest you know hard working people the majority vote rules so you really, it's like a crapshoot to some degree because you want to somehow find a place that where the majority rules is going to be an honest board of directors. And then there's the other well, side of the coin is, is that, you know, up here in Ontario, we don't have foreclosures. We have what's oh, called really? power of sales. Yeah. We don't, we, we tend to deal with the power of the mortgage. So in other words, say for instance, or, or the power of the maintenance fee. So I'll give you an example. If, if a person lives in a condominium and they don't pay their maintenance fees. So after 30 days, they get a letter, 60 days letter. okay. When they start to approach 90 days, the condo corporation then has to notify them. Uh, They generally hire a lawyer and a lien is put up against the property. Uh, if the lien is not satisfied, then what happens is, is that they then go power of sale. So the power, it's to take the power to sell the property, liquidate. And whether it's the, it's the actual condo unit, whether it's, uh, you know, we've had corporation lockers, you know, of the same kind of thing, but generally a, a condo unit. The reason that we don't is because in order for you to transfer title and ownership, there's a lot of provincial and even city municipal taxes addressed to it. So in other words, if somebody is buying a property for, say, $300,000 in Toronto, there's not just one tax. It's not just the provincial tax, but it's also a uh, municipal tax. So at the end of it, you're talking an awful lot of money that people have to pay. So if, if on a foreclosure, they wanted to take title and change the title right off the bat, It's, it's, we're talking thousands of dollars. So rather than spending that extra money, they do it under the power of the mortgage or the power of the maintenance fees. And, but that means that right up until the last day, that particular owner, if they come up with every single penny, including the legal fees and everything else, then they would able, they would be able to pay it all and get back their property. But you know, the chances of that happening are pretty slim. So, But I've noticed that in the U.S. it's not like that. We're talking straightforward foreclosure. So once the foreclosure has gone down, that's it. It's done. The person's lost their property and the title's been transferred over. So it actually yes. takes away it right up until the, it, it takes away any, it, it seems or it appears from what I'm reading, it takes away any potential benefit that that person may be able to pay up their, their monies. Basically, their property is gone.
0: That's the that's the unfortunate part, and uh, they're they're tr- they're trying to tell the president Obama uh-huh. and the governor to do away with the foreclosures in the state of Maryland. I don't know how far they have gotten in to reach a agreement or not, but they that's a concern from the NAACP and other coalitions in the state of Maryland to do away with the foreclosures. So some people are in foreclosure, some just receive letters of foreclosure. And, uh, you know, what can you say? When When you get in a situation like that, you just do what you can to get out of it. But from my understanding, if you do not have a job, there is no way that your mortgage can be modified. You have to have an income. And this is this is what I've been told. Mm-hmm. But I've also heard that people have been living in their homes uh, in foreclosure status for three or four or five years. So, you know, Linda, I I, I am. I tell you, this, this condo living has been one heck of a ride. But I would say, I would say, I would never recommend someone to live here. You know, elderly person, I mean, to speak about the elderly, and you got to respect them because if it weren't for them, we wouldn't be here. Absolutely. Why would a, why would a unit owner in Pines, Two living on an oxygen tank not be... Uh, provided and it shouldn't
1: be kept right oh i agree with she you was. i think it's absolutely horrendous i mean you know anything uh that you know exactly i mean we wouldn't be where we are today if we didn't have if we didn't have the support and uh the life experiences that our seniors had and yes you know we have better times today than than they may have had in their lifespan but you know, we all learn by experiences and, yeah. uh, you know, and, and we definitely have to respect our seniors yeah. and, and certainly, uh, you know, when people require any kind of, um, conveniences relating to their handicaps, uh, there's no question about it. No matter whether it's a condo corporation or a store or a public building or wherever it is, they should be forced, mandated to put that yeah. in place and you know and having said that you know i i have to say like kevin you've uh, i really appreciate your time today i i really sincerely um appreciate i i hope we can continue to keep in touch because seriously i would love to uh you know if you could send that email to me um okay. the information that you've provided has uh, has really got my mind thinking just on all the different initiatives that uh, i've taken since 2010 when i launched um the condo owners association and, uh, and, you know, the fact that COA and the condo expert, this radio show has gotten down to you in, uh, the state of Maryland is, uh, it was quite an honor myself just to receive your email. And, uh, I certainly want to thank you for all your input, your invaluable information, your insight. And uh, and certainly, I think that, you know, as time goes on and we try to continue to get the uh, the word out, we're going to have this radio show open to uh, anyone around North America. And let's try to do something about this before it just, it doesn't help anybody. You know, we have to move forward. I mean, you know, in another couple of weeks, we're at 2014. Maybe that's the year of change and goodwill and better solutions for all of this, don't you think?
0: Yeah. Uh. I hope so, Linda, but I would definitely pass on this good information that you have a show, you have a voice, and I guarantee you there would be many people that want that would love to come on your show to express their concerns about condo living
1: Wonderful well, you know what they can contact me at linda l i n d a at linda l i n d a pinizotto p i n i z z o t t o dot com but I guess I should change that. You're down in the U S. So it's not ZZ, It's Z Z, isn't it? Yes, yes, <laughs> I yes, know. Yes. I got to remember that one. So Linda at Linda Pinizotto, dot com. <laughs> Thank you again, Kevin. I really appreciate your time today. It's been absolutely wonderful. Uh, this is Linda Pinizotto of the condo expert and we've been speaking with Kevin Wilson who's a condo owner down in the state of Maryland in the United States so Kevin i hope you have a wonderful day and thank you
0: thank you merry christmas
1: to you too and uh, you have a wonderful one and we'll be in touch i'm sure all, right. all the thank best bye bye now Thanks. Thank you again for tuning in to The Condo Expert. This is Linda Pinizzotto. Hey, we're reaching across the borders now. Now take a look at that. You know, at a blink of an eye coming into 2014, do I think that we're going to even go beyond that North America border? Yeah, I actually think so. The amount of emails that I'm getting right now, just with the amount of people, you know, I know some people aren't willing to give their last name. Hey, that's okay. That's not a problem. You know, it's about listening to the problems, addressing them. And yeah, you know what? We're opening the door. Famous personalities out there, you have a very strong voice. We need your help. Please contact me, Linda lindapinazotto at lindapinazzato.com. Linda Pinizzato, she's not your typical realtor. She's your real estate counselor, teacher, and advisor. Whether it's a house, townhome, or condo, when you're ready, she's your negotiator. With 34 years of experience, Linda guarantees that you have the real estate knowledge you need to make the right decisions. Call Linda Pinizzato at Sutton Group Quantum Realty, 416-561-7373, or visit her at lindapinizotto.com for your right Are you listening up. to Linda Pinizzotto of the for Condo your Expert? Right.
0: Get up, stand up Stand up for your right Get up, stand up Don't give up the fight
1: Have a wonderful day We'll talk to you soon